As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. With the help of Jane, managing your practice doesn't need to be a solo act. Jane is a complete practice management software designed to help you manage all of your clinic's administrative tasks online. Whether you're a practitioner wearing multiple hats or you run with a team, you'll have access to Jane's helpful and intuitive features. Some of those include client-friendly online booking, electronic intake forms and consents, and in-person and online payments with emailed invoices and receipts. Head to jane.app to learn more or to book a personalized one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. You can also mention the podcast for a one-month grace period at the time of sign-up for a little extra time to settle into your new account. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Shauna Arno who is the owner of Natural Body Works here in Vancouver, Washington. Welcome, Shauna. It's so great to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So I want to start right off the bat. If you could tell everyone what you do as a provider and what that means. So I know you're an osteopath and then there's another piece to your work. And so if you could explain to us what that means. You bet. Well, let's begin with osteopathy. I wanted to expand my career from a medical rehabilitative massage therapist throughout the years. It's been 20 years that I've been in the field of health and wellness, and osteopathy seemed to be the next best thing for me, knowing that I did not want to go into a full residency and become an MD I chose osteopathy as I already had a private clinical practice. I have my own establishment and my wellness center. Osteopathy, as well as moving and continuing on to be a naturopath, they both focus with the neuromuscular system, uh, which really we break that down into a few components. joint mobilization, connective tissue work, uh, prehabilitative care, rehabilitative care. So I really like focusing on helping clients manage chronic pain, manage uh, acute pain, stressors of the body, and just help them to de-stress, especially in the highly climatized, fast-paced world that we live in. So osteopathy and nephropathy go hand in hand with really identifying the markers of getting the body back in alignment and in 
a whole health avenue of looking at not just what we have physically stressing or, you know, like a shoulder injury, but really identifying key markers that might be perpetuating the situation. And so I was like, well, let's do that. Let's do this well-rounded thing here. And I've been loving it and I've been working with it. So I think I finished my second doctorate in, gosh, 2020, maybe. So I've been working a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know before that, so you were a massage therapist. I imagine you still incorporate massage yes. into your work. And then I know you also were a fitness instructor previously. So I'm curious, like, what do you miss about that previous work and how do you integrate it with your patients currently? What a great question. I I love that actually. I really I was fascinated by the realm of healthcare since I was in my teen years. And I really wanted to directly help create instant change with people to reduce stress and to help their bodies to move more efficiently. So I went to massage school and put myself through that while working full time in the service industry, which was great. And I was like, Ooh, okay, let's move into this realm. And I've never, never regretted a moment of it. I, wanted to also find the balance of the really arduous work on my physical body with working to help heal these other clients. So I moved into becoming a yoga instructor and then I have like five other certifications in the fitness realm because it's so trendy and there are so many different formats and everybody needs something different and there's so many neat little niches. So I incorporated my fitness uh, instructor uh, certifications pretty early on. I think I was 22, maybe. And it really created a balance for my body. And it was also an outlet to just get movement. And I already do it anyway. I'm very into health and fitness um, for my own personal well-being. And just an advocate for health and well-being just seemed to flow right hand in hand with working with clients in the treatment room. And then helping them to find uh, their own value with uh, working to meet their own goals in their fitness plans. So I created a fitness studio when I expanded my business the second time. And I had run that company, I think I did five years within that fitness realm. And I had some amazing instructors and we had a, quite a variety of classes we offered downtown. And I think the biggest thing that I loved about that is just seeing everybody's energy coming in. They, everybody who goes to work out loves it when they get there. They might hate it on the way and they're like, oh, I don't want to go. But that accountability and that community approach to fitness and exercise really creates a positive shift and change. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you mentioned you had, a, I don't know if you referred to it as a clinic or a studio or your, your wellness center that you used to have mm -hmm. downtown Vancouver here. And then you moved um, to a different part of town. And uh, I'd love if you could share with our listeners. I know at that point you decided to downsize rather than expand your business. And I can imagine that was a very important, um, impactful decision for you. So I'm curious if you can share you know, what motivated you uh, in that decision-making process? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, that was a really big shift uh, mentally. There was a lot going on in that time. And I've made a few expansions building up to, I had a huge clinic. It was 2,400 square feet. I had 15 gals who I worked with and were employees. It was a beautiful niche and it ran smoothly for like eight years. And that was like the peak. And I was like, ooh, should I expand it's a lot to run a business, first of all. It's a lot to run two businesses within the side of it. And I also had a family. I have a daughter. I have a husband. I have a dog. Well, I have two now. Uh, it's very challenging to find the art of balance, wearing all of these different hats throughout the day. And I think uh, throughout the day, throughout the months, there was a lot weighing on me and I was like, Ooh, I really think I could maybe franchise this. I think that would be really great. And maybe it would have had I only been operating the business and not running a private practice inside of my clinic or also teaching five classes, five to 10 classes a week and managing that second fitness studio or second business as the studio. And so I really had to take a step back and analyze my goals and where I wanted to be. And if I was already experiencing the term burnout, exhaustion, and not finding peace for my own self, like I was really running high with my nervous system and I, it was really peaking. And to take some time for that self-reflection was really important. And I find that... It's something I teach a lot is if we don't learn the art to slow down and to find balance, we're not going to be serving at our best capacity for ourselves, for our children, for our partners, for our community. And I think at the end of the day, I was on the verge of having it all, quote unquote, but at the cost of perhaps detriment of my family dynamic, which is my number one priority. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. And I shut down the fitness uh, business first. I was head into my doctorate program at that time. I think this is 2017 and 16, 17. And I really wanted to further my career and something had to give. And like I said, my family wasn't an option. And so had I had a different setup, a different dynamic, um, like I mentioned, then that could have shifted things. And it's not to suggest that I won't have those things in the future. I'm a strong believer that we can have it all. Well, you just can't have it all at the same time. <laughs> and so I was thinking my needs and take a step back. So I cried quite a bit. It's a loss. Honestly, it's a death of something that I created that was like one of my babies and one of my business, right? So really coming to grips with that loss was something I had to sit with for a while. And it's not a loss of failure. It's not a shameful thing. And initially I was like, is this that? And really sitting with my feelings around it and the success and really focusing on the positivity of what I did create was what brought me through. And for any business owner 
considering, well, do I keep going and where is my balance? How do I figure this out? It really takes time to sit in it. We, and people don't like sitting in it. <laughs> sitting in the it for whatever it is you are facing, I think, is the biggest thing that you can honor with your practice. And so I downsized and I have seven women who work with me now. And I went from 2,400 square feet to, I think I only have 1,200 square feet now. So, I mean, I really like halved it (laughs) and it was so freeing and it was so beautiful. And it really solidified that I made the right choices because I didn't rush through it. I really focused and I was meticulous about the needs that I had. And I really made sure that it was well thought out and well planned out. And it's thriving. I'm so grateful. It's wonderful. Thank you for asking. That was a great question. (laughs) Of course. And I'm so uh, glad to hear that you're thriving and that you feel like at peace with the decision and that it feels so good to you on the other side. And uh, it's that reminder of the most important piece about business to me is the intentionality, is all the pauses and taking the time to really consider if you're building the business that you want to build, that you wanted to build in the first place. And that actually aligns with your core values and the way that you went about that decision just exemplifies uh, that intentionality. And I think it's a beautiful example for business owners listening. Thank you. And that's exactly where I go with it is intention, purpose. uh, What is your goal to reach the community with? And how do you get there? How do you get from A to B? And all the steps that it takes in, in between. <laughs> in between. <laughs> so um, much. In between. Be, that in between is huge. <laughs> hey, Alex here from the Jane team. Our team talks to a lot of practitioners on a daily basis. And one thing we often hear is that working with paper intakes can be a time consuming process. Jane makes it easy to get back that time in your day with the help of automated electronic intake forms. Here's how it works. First, Jane makes it simple to set up your intake forms. Here's where you get to tell Jane what information you need from your clients before their session, like health information, insurance details, a signature, or even consent. Then, Jane automatically sends your clients an intake form upon booking. If forms aren't completed, Jane will continue to remind your clients to fill them out on your behalf on any emails heading their way before their upcoming session. Come see Jane in action in a one-on-one demo with a member of our team over at jane.app. You can also mention the podcast at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new account. I'll talk to you soon. So you spoke a lot about the challenges of business ownership, and I'm curious, especially now in your new formation of your center, what is the most rewarding part for you? Mm. That's really multifaceted, honestly. Okay, let me just break that down. Maybe I love teaching in a lot of different aspects. I teach different styles of massage. Like I love continuing education. I love offering that for other practitioners. I love also helping 
like-minded business women to find and fulfill their dreams of being a business owner. And that's one of the reasons I had my expansion in the first place. And then my second expansion and then downsizing, I was, I still wanted to have that sense of community because I wanted to provide a safe place for clients to come, for women to thrive, for me to teach. And the most rewarding part that I find now in the reformation of my center is that I can still offer teaching, uh, continuing education for other massage therapists. I can still offer a wellness community for both clients as well as independent entrepreneurs who want to lease and work out of my clinic. I really believe in community and I wanted to be able to still provide that even when I downsized. So being able to offer a safe place for individual practitioners to grow their business as well as to have their clients come to and then for me to be able to still put the energy out there has been really just beautiful. So if you had one piece of advice for a new health and wellness provider starting their own business, maybe they're thinking of, maybe they have a solo practice, they're thinking about expanding into a clinic, what would you tell them? Somebody who is new, I usually do mentorships with uh, people who are new. And the biggest thing that I see as a common factor is networking is huge really getting into a space that aligns with your values, not settling for a substandard, mediocre position. I want to be conscious about what I say more because sometimes we just need that grind. We need to get work in. I get that. So maybe find a side gig so that you can have your passion be what you're trying to grow. So settling has never been an option for me. And how do we not settle when we're new and we're trying to get exposure? Creating those networks, uh, meeting individual other maybe family practices or other wellness clinics. Or I have a lot of massage therapists who I've come in contact with, like getting exposure out there with chair massage into these different private events and that sort of thing. Um, marketing is huge like how are you going to get out there people want to see your face they want to see you and it's been challenging these last couple of years we all know why <laughs> with the pandemic and how do we um, maintain success within that and I think really it comes back to making sure that we're uh, marketing and networking with the people that fit our our goals so what does that even mean? Uh, to me, it really means that we take a pause and we make sure that we're aligned with our values. With being in a healthcare setting, we need to see what other places are around us, what's in our radius, and then going to those places and meeting those practitioners and seeing if it would be a good fit to go there. And really creating and cultivating these dynamic relationships, I guess, with, with these individuals. I absolutely agree. 100% relationships are key in starting, growing, sustaining 
scaling a business, especially in the healthcare industry and word of mouth and real human relationships are going to be the thing that stands the test of time. And it's the reason why a center like yours still had referrals coming in during a pandemic. Absolutely. 100% correct. And I am, I, I'm on a wait list. I'm personally not taking on new clients right now, but I have trained my girls who work with me who are amazing so that they can help. Like I'm, I'm absolutely willing to see somebody like, Oh, Hey, my jaw needs realigned. Can you help me? I'm like, come on in. I'll help you out. It's like quick, but I can't see clients like consistently in that other aspects like uh, for the maintenance. So I send people to my other gals for maintenance as opposed to like a couple of one time, <laughs> let me help you out with that ankle or let me sure. realign your knee sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but building relationships is imperative and people are like, oh, well, you have to get on social media. You have to, you know, pay for Facebook ads or Instagram ads. And I have, in my experience, shied away from that a lot of people when they get on there first of all they're just scrolling they they want to turn their mind off after a busy day of whatever their life is and sometimes maybe it is advantageous but people want real connection and the best way that i find is with that interpersonal communication as opposed to the facade that we see on the social realm But we got to get out there somehow. So maybe the initial, they're like, hey, I'm interested in that. And then you meet that console and then you meet that person. So there's definitely different ways to be successful. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm curious just to learn more about your center as it is now. What are all the services that you offer there for, you know, for our local Vancouver listeners, uh, just to know what they can take advantage of if they come see you? Oh, what a great question. I've got three amazing estheticians. So anything skincare, anything and everything skincare, which can be very healing and helpful or just relaxing depending on your needs. And we have three uh, massage therapists, we, I, us. (laughs) And we do everything from relaxing to rehabilitative, uh, pain management, chronic conditions. And we've got two Reiki masters. And so that's going to be more energy work. And that is really helping to decrease stress, really focusing on bringing the body back into balance. Uh, Energy work is very popular If you're new to it and don't know a lot about it, just think about the idea of decreasing the stress within the body and finding a little more harmony. And if you know a little bit more, then you're going to have the same experience of releasing stress with maybe a little bit of more intention. Either way, check it out because it's fantastic. And then life coaching and of course me who I know uh, osteopathy and apropathy. And so that's a lot more preventative care, chronic pain management, stress reduction, self-care, preservation of self, taking time for self, uh, healing and finding balance within a safe community. And that's what Natural Body Works provides. That's beautiful. So 
What is on the horizon for you? What's next? I heard you are writing a book. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. The horizon for me. (laughs) I am writing a book. It is about mindfulness and movement. I'm a huge advocate, as I mentioned earlier, about moving daily and cultivating presence. It's presence with self, really connecting mindfully with our bodies to decrease stress, to come centered so that we know what we need, whether we need to reduce our stress, reduce our workload. Maybe we need more movement in our body so that we can reduce pain. Maybe we need to make healthier choices with food. And if we slow down, then we're like, oh, my body is really asking for certain things. And cultivating a practice with ourselves so we can learn who we are and really advocating to move our bodies so that we can gracefully age. <laughs> Sounds like a wonderful resource. I'm excited for for it to come out. You said maybe six months? Hopeful that it will be done by then. I have so much information in my brain that it's just too much to contain. And I feel I need to share it with the community at this point. So... Let's hope for six months or sooner. Um, I write every day and it just sometimes my hands can't go quick enough to get it all on the pages. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Shauna, this has been a wonderful conversation. And I'm curious if local folks want to find you in Natural Body Works, how can they do that? We are on Instagram and Facebook. And my website has a wealth of knowledge about all the services and with deep descriptions, as well as the bios for the gals who work with me. And so my website is my favorite, uh, which is naturalbodyworksmassage.com. And then, of course, the other handles at Instagram and Facebook would work as well. Great. Well, I encourage everyone local to check it out. And it's been so great talking to you today. It's been awesome speaking with you as well. Thank you for inviting me on your show today. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.